Welcome to the Golf and Fraser podcast. My name is Fatima and I'm your host. Today we're continuing our discussion of the financial challenges facing Gen Z. Check out our last podcast where we went over the importance of saving young, practical tips on how to save, how a financial advisor can help you meet your financial goals, and the differences between credit unions and big banks. Today we're back with our special guests, Gulf and Fraser Mobile Money Advisor Caitlin Dang and JP, a university student looking to start building good financial habits early. Invest in this, invest in that. Get this credit card. No, don't use a credit card at all. In this age of accessible and widely available information, sometimes there's just too much to decide from. In this episode, we'll be going over the basics of different investment options, taking out student loans, and what building your credit score even means. And with that, I'll pass it on to our guests. Hello, everyone. My name is JP. I'm currently a first-year student at SFU studying criminology. Last time I spoke to Caitlin about how I can save up, and today I have a few more questions I wanted to ask her. So Caitlin, now that I've started putting aside a little bit of money every month, I'm wondering how I can actually grow that money. I've been thinking about investing, but I don't know where to start. What would you recommend? There are so many different types of investments that can help you grow your money. In BC, at the age of 19, more investment options are open to you when you become the age of majority. So where you invest your money will depend on what your goals are, your timeline, and your risk tolerance. So when you sit down with a financial expert, they'll help you build a plan for you, and they'll be able to find the perfect investment options based off these criteria, which is another reason why you should speak to a financial advisor. So for someone like me and you, since you're a full-time student, how would you recommend I get started? I understand that a financial advisor would tailor some specific for me, but for the average Gen Z that has a little bit of money to spare, what would you recommend? Um, If you're a student, especially if you're a legal age, one of the best things to do is to open up a TFSA or tax-free savings account, kind of like I mentioned in the last episode. This can be really useful as it allows you to grow your money in an account without having to pay taxes on the growth of those funds. So if you start working your first full-time job and live with your parents, you have more to invest. So I would try to maximize your TFSA contributions and put them into different types of investments. Depending on your risk tolerance, you might have different interests on what you want to do with your money and what you want to put it into. So a financial advisor would be the best person to discuss the decision with and what best fits you. Speaking of being students, since tuition for post-secondary is quite expensive, what are your thoughts on taking out student loans for school? Uh, Personally, I believe that student loans are a good way of being able to borrow money uh, to be able to pay for school. And especially this year, starting April 1st, 2023, all student loans across Canada will actually be interest-free. And so essentially what that means is interest is extra money that you have to pay on top of the money that you already owe back to the government. So since these loans are interest-free, they'll be a lot easier to pay back once you have finished school and are making money. So for people who aren't as comfortable with applying for loans, there are other options available like bursaries and grants for people who are not as comfortable. And for these types of funds, you won't have to worry about repaying them back because these are given to you. There are also hundreds and thousands of dollars that go to waste annually for bursaries, grants, and scholarships, which are reserved for people who are applying for post-secondary or in like certain circumstances like financial adversity. And the reason why this happens is because just not a lot of people know about them. So, Caitlin, where can you find more about these loans and grants? 
So one of the best places to look is on Google. Although it does require a little bit of research and time to look for them, it is a great resource to use. Another great resource would be just your local credit unions or banks even. And a lot of banks and credit unions do offer things like scholarships and bursaries. So for example, with Gulf and Fraser, we do offer different scholarships to people who are going to post-secondary school for the first time or people who are currently in post-secondary school and are looking for more uh, resources for funding. And there are also some workplaces that do offer tuition support. So if you are currently employed by somebody, your employer would be a good person to ask. Another resource that a lot of people are maybe unaware of is if you're currently in post-secondary school or even high school, there are usually people within the school systems that know of different scholarships, bursaries, and grants that are available. So if you're attending high school or post-secondary school, there will be teachers and advisors or counselors who have knowledge of financial resources that you might not be aware of. So if you go up to them, they should also be able to help you out. And with taking out student loans, it's something that you could do with credit cards, right? Yes, but for the purpose of school, you should probably just stick to government loans or other financial resources like scholarships and bursaries. Okay, so what can I actually use credit cards for? Is it financially smart for someone young or a student with a part-time job to own credit cards? Or is it something that you should do only when you have a full-time job? Credit cards are a great way to establish a credit score, and many of them also come with travel insurance benefits or rewards like cashback. So if you don't have a credit card and you only use a debit card, but you have some sort of income and are good at managing your money, then it's worth considering applying for a credit card because it'll help you establish credit or build your credit and offer you different kinds of benefits. Uh, But keep in mind, it isn't for everyone because you also have to be good at managing your money so that you can eventually pay back what you owe on the credit card. Since I'm looking for a good credit card for me right now, what do you recommend that I look for more information, especially since there's so many options available for me? It really depends on your needs. So, for example, there's different kinds of credit cards, and some of them can include fees, and some of them might not include annual fees. So, for a student like you, um, something that could potentially be good is a cashback card with no annual fee. But for somebody who likes to travel a lot, something like a travel rewards card might be better for them. So, in order to kind of determine what would be the best suited credit card for you, a person that you would want to talk to again would be a financial advisor. They can sit down with you, figure out what your goals are, how much income you're making, and then from there, figure out what credit card would best suit you. Also, Caitlin, you mentioned one of the benefits of applying for a credit card is establishing credit. Why is establishing credit important? So credit cards are similar to a loan. So let's say you have a $1,000 limit. You can borrow some money up to $1,000 for purchases, but you do have to pay off that amount of money that you borrow before the deadline that you've been given. So usually with credit cards, you're given a grace period of about 25 days. However, if you don't pay off that amount that you've borrowed in full, by that due date, you will be charged interest. And establishing good credit is important because if you do want to make big purchases one day, like buying a property or buying a new car, even getting a mortgage, it shows financial institutions that you are good at paying back your money if you have a good credit score. But without a good credit score, it'll make it really difficult to achieve these goals because you will be seen as a more risky lender. Oh, that's good to know, Caitlin. I'll keep that in mind for when I look around for what credit cards to apply for. Once again, Caitlin, thank you so much for answering my questions. 
I think you emphasize how important it is for everyone to sit down with a financial advisor and build good financial habits as early as possible. And now I know what resources are available to me as a student as well. I'm really glad that you got to learn something from this and have something to take home with you. And to wrap up all of that, the information that I mentioned today shouldn't be taken as financial advice. For that, you should visit one of our Golf and Fraser experts so that they can go in-depth about your financial situation and your goals with you. So that's all for today's episode, folks. We hope you were able to gain more knowledge about building good financial habits as Gen Z. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for more expert insights and practical tips on all things finance. Until then... 